नमो ओम विष्णुपदाय कृष्ण पृष्ठाये श्रीमते भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी नामिने नमस्ते सरस्वतीदेवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेष शून्यवादी Generally, in the evenings in Iskon temples, we study Bhagavad Gita. So we will discuss briefly about Bhagavad Gita and then we will discuss about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's special mercy and then we will consider how Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy became manifest in the most wonderful way by the appearance of Srila Bhagavad Gita is giving us a very basic spiritual understanding. It is giving us the understanding about first is giving us the understanding of our real identity. Real identity in the sense of the material nature, generally we tend to think that our body is ourself. But the first thing that Krishna is pointing out in Bhagavad Gita is that we are not this body. Then who are we? We are spiritual beings, spirit souls. What is the nature of the spirit soul? The spirit soul is never born, the spirit soul will never die. The spirit soul is eternal, spirit soul is immortal. And it is due to the presence of the spirit soul that the body is alive. <coughs> Matter is inert. This body made of matter should have been inert, isn't it? Is the stable inert or conscious? Is the stable living or dead? Dead matter. So we can consider different material objects. The seat is it? Inert or living, the floor, etc., etc., all inert. Our bodies are made of matter. Are these bodies inert or living? The bodies are also made of matter, but they are conscious, they are alive, they are living. Isn't it? Huh? Now what causes this body to be alive? 
So that's what Krishna is actually pointing out in Bhagavad Gita. The presence of the soul that makes the body alive. And when the soul leaves the body, then what happens? When the soul leaves the body, the body becomes dead. Is it surprising? The body made of dead matter became dead again. Now why this body why this body made of dead matter was alive? Because of the presence of the soul. Now the nature of the soul, it cannot be cut by any weapon, it cannot be burnt by fire, it cannot be drowned by water or it cannot be dried by air. That is the that means the soul is not affected by any condition of this material nature. Anything of this material nature can affect the soul or can rather destroy the soul. Soul remains totally unaffected by all these possibilities of either being cut or burned and so forth. Then what is the relationship between the soul and the body? The relationship is this body with a dress. All of us are wearing some dress or other. Are we those clothes that we are wearing? Is that our identity? It is simply the covering of the body. Similarly, the body is the covering of the soul. It is the soul that is within this body. Now we are wearing a dress, we keep on wearing it forever. When the dress becomes dirty or worn out, then we take off this old dress and put on a new one. Similarly, when this body becomes old and dilapidated, uninhabitable for the soul, the soul leaves the body. And now, is that the end of everything? When the soul leaves the body, is that the end of everything? No. Soul takes up, puts on another body, gets into another body. Like you're living in a house. When the house becomes old and the roof is leaking, the sand, the different systems are not working, do you continue to live in that house or you find a new house? Your car becomes old, what do you do? Change the car. Similarly, body becomes old, what do you do? Get rid of that old body and put on a new one. So this is the initial understanding, but this understanding of Bhagavad Gita is so important. If we have a proper understanding of this factor, then our entire existence becomes different. Otherwise, in this material nature, everyone is considering that the body and 
especially in today's world begins. People are so concerned about their body. That is because they do not have any higher understanding. They do not have any information about the soul. Now if they had the information, if they had this understanding, like now let us consider you are living in a house that is old and dilapidated and somebody comes and gives you information that a new house is waiting for you. What will you do? You have an old car, it is it has become practically junk. And you have the possibility of getting a new car. What will you do? Hold on to the old car? No. Get rid of the old car and get a new one. Your dress became old and dilapidated. If somebody comes and gives you a new dress, what will you do? If you have the proper understanding, and the proper understanding means if you know that when you give up this body, you are going to get a better one. When the body is young and healthy and handsome, Go on, live in this body, enjoy in that body, there is no harm in that. But when the body becomes old, don't try to make it young. <laughs> Actually, <coughs> one doctor once told me that he observed that nowadays people use their youth to earn money. And when they get old, they want to spend the money to get their youth back. <clears throat> so much endeavor just to keep this body fit, but it doesn't work. No matter how hard we try, we are not going to live in this body forever. And so in this way, by giving us proper information about the actual feature of this body and actual nature of the soul, Krishna then informs us about how to live in this material nature. How to take proper advantage of our situation here. Now that we are here, we must do something. And what should we do? We must act in such a way that our life becomes joyful. That is, right action will give you happiness, wrong action will cause you distress, suffering. Therefore, what's a <coughs> simple instruction? Act in the right way and don't act in the wrong way. Then Krishna tells Arjun that Arjun, I gave this knowledge, I imparted this knowledge first to Sun God, Vivashwan. And then Vivashwan gave this knowledge to his son, Manu. Manu gave this knowledge to his son, Ikshara. 
and in this way through a line of disciplined succession, through a line of saintly kings, this knowledge has been flowing since then. So, mind you, Krishna and Arjun are cousins. Krishna and Arjun are of the same age. So when all of a sudden Krishna tells Arjun, I imparted this knowledge first to Vivashwan, which was millions of years ago, then what, what was Arjun's natural response? Krishna, you are just born the other day. How and Vivashan appeared so many billions of years ago, how am I going to understand that you imparted this knowledge to Vivashwan? Isn't it a natural response to that kind of a statement? Like someday your cousin comes and tells you, hey, you know, I gave this knowledge to Vivashwan. <laughs> how will you feel? So that is what happened to Arjuna. Then what did Krishna, how did Krishna respond? Krishna responded, Arjuna, many, many times you have taken birth, so did I. But about those births, you do not have any recollections, no remembrance, but I remember it. Bahuni me bhyatitani janmanita vacharjana tani aham beda sarvana nattam beda tani aham beda sarvana sarvana I know about everything, about every single, about every single moment in this world. But you do not. What to speak of previous births? You can't even remember the previous days. <laughs> so in this way Krishna established the difference between Arjun and him. And what is the difference? Arjun is a living entity, Jivatma, and Krishna is That is the difference between us he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And why he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead? That Krishna established throughout How he is the Supreme Personality? Like he doesn't have to take birth. Although he say that Bahuni me bhatitani janmani Many, many times, both you and I have taken birth. But then Krishna is saying, Ajopi san abhayatma bhutana Although I am aja, aja means unborn, ja means birth, aja means no birth. Meaning, unborn. I do not take birth. I am unborn. I never take birth. Ajo Api San Abhayatma Bhutana Mishyaro San Although I am the controller of everything But Sambhavami Atma Maya I manifest myself 
how atma maya mind internal potential jogo maya atma maya so that is how krishna established the difference between us and him krishna doesn't have to come here to take krishna doesn't have to take birth to come here once in a while he does like as lord ramchandra he took birth as krishna chandra he took birth but did he take birth as nishinga dev he just appeared from filler did he take birth when he appeared as purva dev baraha dev just manifest sometimes it comes directly from the spiritual world directly when he delivered gajendra the king of the elephants dwarka se chale gopal garud ke piche directly from dwarka to rescue his devotee so that is krishna that is the supreme personality of us then krishna makes a point why he comes what business does he have here just as the king doesn't have any business in the prison prison is meant for the criminals but the king may come to the prison why does he come to the prison sometimes he comes to the prison to educate the prisoners to tell them the benefit that they will derive if they surrender to him similarly the supreme personality of god here comes here to remind us about the benefit that we derive when we accept him when we surrender unto him that's what it is paritrana sadhana protect the devotees and vinashaya chatushrita in order to annihilate the miscreants those who create disturbance in his arrangement dharma sanstapana in order to establish the law and order the spiritual law and order dharma actually means laws given by the general the laws are given by the state or by the king but there is a law that has been given by the lord the king of kings and that is called dharma so when there is a disturbance in the system when the law and order is disrupted then he comes to reestablish law and, order. and how does he do that by protecting the sadhus the saintly personalities those who abide by the law and order he protects those who abide by the law and order and he annihilates the outlaws those who break the laws that's why he comes and by doing that he reestablishes dharma and 
further on Krishna mentioned in Bhagavad Gita like what is who he is and eventually in the 12th chapter Krishna showed his universal form anyway so as I said like I will from Bhagavad Gita I will go to Chaitanya why Krishna comes here do you remember how many of you remember why Krishna comes here please raise your hand Seriously? Yeah. To establish Dharma. So, in the recent past, about 500 years ago, Krishna came. Who is that? Appearance of Krishna? Yes, Lord Chaitanya. And why did he come? As I mentioned, why, why does he come? He comes to establish dharma. Now this dharma, the law and order that Krishna establishes is actually meant to take the living entities back to him, back to the spiritual world. That is the purpose of, real purpose of dharma. And there are four yugas, and in four different yugas, there are four different ways of executing dharma. Satya Yuga, the Yuga Dharma is meditation. Next Yuga, Treta Yuga, the Yuga Dharma is sacrifice. The next Yuga, Dwapar Yuga, the Yuga Dharma is worshipping the deity of the temple. And now we are in which Juga? Kali Juga. And what is the process? What is the Juga Dharma of this age? The chanting of the holy name of the Lord. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Supreme Personality of Godhead Himself. But He did not come here this time as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In this age, he came as a devotee. And appearing as a devotee, Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is pointing out that Krishna is God. God has come here to tell us that Krishna is God. That is Sri Chaitanya. The Lord appeared as a devotee to teach us who is God. And what is the process? What is the way to, to finish our business here and go back to the spiritual What is the process for this age? Chanting of the holy name of the Lord. Now when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came, when he apparently took his birth, mind you, his birth is, as Krishna said, Divyam, Janma Karma, they are divine, they are not Monday arrangement. The appearance of the Lord is a divine arrangement. He comes, his birth is actually a divine arrangement. And when he came, how did he come here? His purpose of coming here is to 
establish the Yuga Dharma of chanting the holy name. So when he came, what did he do? How did he come? When he appeared, he appeared at a time when there was the lunar eclipse. And lunar eclipse, eclipse is an inauspicious time. Moon is auspicious. But when moon is devoured by the demon, Rahu, then isn't it naturally inauspicious time? The auspicious moon is being eclipsed. So at an inauspicious moment, to avoid or to eradicate that inauspicious situation, people chant the name of the Lord. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared in such a way that just at the time of his appearance, people were chanting the Lord. Then when he was a little baby, he used to cry. And there was no way that he could have been stopped from crying. Just continuously crying, nothing would stop him. Generally, when the mother picks the child on her lap, the child stops crying. When the mother feeds the baby, stops crying. So in this way, in various ways, the child can be, when the child cries, can be stopped. But this child wouldn't stop crying. He's continuously crying. Then it so happened, sometimes when something strange, something unusual happens, there's a, people tend to say, tend to take the name of Krishna. Oh Krishna, don't you do that? Oh Krishna. This child is not going to stop crying. And child is not going to stop. And as soon as they said Krishna, stop. This is how they could understand that the way to make him stop from crying is by chanting the name of the Lord. So, what he used to do, he used to cry. And what did everybody else there do? Then started to chant. And when they stopped chanting, what did they do? What did he do? Started to cry. How to stop his crying? Chanting. So in this way, even as a baby, he made everyone chant. So in this way we can see, right from his appearance, he made everyone chant. So this is how Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu established the Yuga Dharma and he taught so many wonderful things about chanting. Like his devotees used to chant throughout the night. Although those days there was no microphone or loudspeakers, but their chanting was so loud that people, neighboring, neighbors couldn't sleep at night. So in the Vedic society, different types of communities used to live together in the same area. So the Brahmanas used to live in a certain area. 
So the neighboring brahmanas, those who are not participating in the holy name, chanting of the holy name, they became very, very upset. And these guys want to let us sleep at night. <laughs> they, and they would say all kinds of things, blaspheming the devotees. And then they started to spread a rumor. You see, at that time, India was under the Muslim domination. And the Muslims were very, very terrible. They used to torture the Hindus very brutally. So the Hindus used to live in constant fear. And so they spread this rumor that the king, the Muslim king, is sending four boats full of soldiers to stop this nonsense that was going on. Now, soldiers coming there, meaning nobody could imagine what happened. Their houses would be burned, they would be killed, women would be raped, and you know, the whole place would be total, total turmoil. And so they stopped chanting. They were afraid. They stopped chanting. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu heard that, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu responded saying that no one can the king do anything without my approval. Unless and until I approve, what to speak of the king, no one can do And if I want, I will make the king chant the holy. If I want, then the king will just start chanting. What to speak of the king, his soldiers will start chanting the holy name. His horses will start chanting the holy name. His elephants will start chanting the holy And in order to demonstrate that, that how he can make, it is up to him who he will make to chant the holy name. He, it is completely in his control. Or otherwise, Matta Smriti Gyanam So he, there was a little girl, four years old, four years old, just practically a toddler. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told her name was Narayani. Narayani was Srivastakura's niece, his sister's daughter. So he told Narayani. Narayani chanted. And the four-year girl started to chant the whole. 
and not only she started to chant the holy name, she started to display all kinds of ecstatic symptoms. Tears were rolling down her eyes. She was trembling. She was rolling the ground. She was dancing. Just a four-year-old girl. So this is how Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu pointed out that there is nothing to be worried, nothing to be afraid. Then another incident was the Kazi, the governor, the magistrate of that place tried to stop the chanting of the Holy Name. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu accepted his challenge. Let's see who can stop the chanting of the Holy Name of the Lord. And he asked everyone, just gather here in the evening. And as a result of that, millions of people gathered with torches and hands. And Chaitanya Bhagavad describes that even the demigods joined them. Disguise of human beings. And they all went to Chatkaji's house. Chatkaji is hearing the sound, hearing the noise, loud chanting. <coughs> he sent his soldiers to find out what was happening. And they became so afraid seeing what was happening. Can you imagine millions of people with torches in their hands chanting the holy name? Someone, not that everyone was chanting, some were even chanting, kill them, destroy them, burn them. <laughs> so they ran back and said, let's run away. This terrible situation. They're coming here to destroy them. And they came. Chandrasi was so afraid that he was hiding inside. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked him to come out and they had a discussion and the result of the discussion was Chatkazi promised to Chaitanya that he would never ever stop the chanting of the Lord. Not only himself, he said any member of his family chants the Holy Name, will not dare to stop the chanting. If anyone did, he would disown him from the family. And mind you, in Mayapur, Chakras, descendants are still there. His family line is still there. And they are all big supporters of the program, still there. So this is how Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu demonstrated just to assure us that there is nothing to worry about when you chant the Holy Name. No matter how adverse the situation and the surrounding may be, don't be afraid. Take shelter of the Holy Name. The Lord will protect Himself. Not only the Lord will protect protect us, the Lord as Rishindadev in His fierce Form, he will come and protect his devotees. And he will not only protect his devotees, 
he will take care of the miscreants in the most ferocious so that is how Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu established the chanting of the holy name of the Lord and then as I mentioned Chaitanya Mahaprabhu not only spread the holy name of the Lord but he made a prediction 500 years back he made a prediction that this chanting of the holy name of the Lord will spread in every town and village mind you Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu made this statement made this prediction when people did not even, even know how many continents were there Columbus didn't even discover America people didn't even know how many continents were there what to speak of Australia they didn't even know that America existed but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu made the prediction every time every time Now he just made the prediction. That means it will happen in future. That means he himself didn't do that. That means he reserved this wonderful credit for this achievement for someone very special. And who is that person? Srila Prabhupada. Now the amazing thing about Srila Prabhupada's achievement is See, Srila Prabhupada went to America at what age? Huh? At the age of 70. Just reached 70. So at the age of 70, Srila Prabhupada went. How much money Srila Prabhupada had with him? Huh? How many of you know how much money Srila Prabhupada had? How much? Huh? What is the value of 40 Indian rupees in America? Nothing. It's just a useless piece of paper. That means Srila Prabhupada went to America without a penny, without a cent. And what did Srila Prabhupada achieve? From in, just consider a 70-year-old man goes to America without any patronage, without even knowing anybody, without any prior arrangement, he arrives in America without any money. How many of you would like to go to a situation like that? I mean, seriously, how many of you would go to Cape Town without any money in your pocket? What to speak of going to America? And that also with a mission like that, spreading Krishna consciousness, establishing it in those countries. Now, these happenings, what does it actually indicate? It simply indicates that whatever Prabhupada achieved was the divine arrangement of Sri Chaitanya. 
not only that what was america situation at that time how many of you know the america situation in mid 60s in mid 60s the youth of america rejected the normal social norms regular way of life they rejected that they were looking for a positive alternative and they started a thing called counterculture now had america situation been normal the way america usually is would anyone accept the proposed teaching at that time like when you go to america now i mean at least we can see when you go to america how many white americans accept krishna consciousness krishna consciousness in america is still alive because of the indians there most of the participation there is just indian participation but the america situation the youth of america one of them here uh, is tatvik prabhu uh, a product of that america <laughs> like young boys and girls they left home they're on the streets or in golden gate park trying to find real happiness real goal of life they understood money cannot buy happiness and they were find they were trying to find happiness through sex and drugs they are thinking that that is how they find the real goal of their lives at that time shri prabhupad came and shri prabhupad got a tremendous response from them now isn't it chaitanya mahaprabhu's arrangement mahaprabhu made the arrangement for shri prabhupad to come to america and krishna consciousness was spread and it's the youth of america to come to mission and went to different corners of the world with intentious time being empowered by shri prabhupada these young boys and girls with the support of shri prabhupada took krishna consciousness to different corners of the world and established as a result of that with intentious time spread all over the world so do we see some divine intervention here divine arrangement here somebody going to america without a penny at a old age when one doesn't really begin something but prepares to end everything that is what happens when you get old at the old age you don't begin things at a young age you try to do Shri Prabhupada at the age of 70 he went. At the age of 71 he established his heart. And within 10 years time 
What did he do? The greatest miracle that the world has ever seen and the greatest miracle that the world will ever see. So that is Srila Prabhupada's So this is how Srila Prabhupada, we can see how systematically Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu established his Sankirtan movement and how wonderfully <coughs> he sent Srila Prabhupada to accomplish his mission. And the, has the mission been complete? Huh? Has the mission been complete? No, it has spread all over the world, but not in every town and village. So Prabhupada left that part, that business up to the us and the future generation. That is what we have to do. Always there is something to be done. Therefore, please take full uh, advantage of this movement, recognizing that this is Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's personal arrangement. This arrangement has been made, that's why we all are here. Had Srila Prabhupada not have gone 50 years back to America, we wouldn't have been here. What to speak of practicing Krishna consciousness? Please take full advantage of it. I'm sure you have already got, you got to see the benefit of it. How many of you have accepted Krishna consciousness? And by accepting Krishna consciousness, did you benefit or did you lose? How many of you have lost? How many of you have benefited? You lost something. You lost your material life. <laughs> so by accepting Krishna consciousness, you have gained something that you couldn't have got otherwise. And if this has benefited you individually, if everybody in this world accepts it, will the benefit also? By accepting this process, did your problems get solved? How many of you think that your problems been solved by accepting Krishna consciousness? The worst problem. So now if everybody accepts the process, will there be any problem in this world? No. And what is the name of the situation when there is no problem? Vaikuntha. Vaikuntha. Spiritual. So this is how we have the responsibility to turn this material world into spiritual. And this process, is this process meant only for Indians? Is this process meant only for Hindus? Is this process uh, meant only for men? This process, okay, is this process meant only for women? So this process is meant for everyone. It's meant for everyone. The Lord's mercy is available for everyone. So please take full advantage of this wonderful opportunity, wonderful gift that you have received 
Thank you all very much. All glory is to Sri Prabhupada. Does anybody have any question? No question. I just feel like saying one thing. Typical Garba. <laughs> okay, Krishna Kumari. Oh yeah, I do have a question. Take the mic. So that sannas is forbidden. But three dandas sannas means the sannas order where one becomes completely involved in spreading the glory of the Lord. His body, his mind and his words are totally committed to serving the Lord. So that sannas Prabhupada himself took sannas, Prabhupada's spiritual master took sannas, and Prabhupada gave sannas. So, this sannas. Okay. And the kshetra sannas means one does not take sannas as such in the order, but in one commits to remain in a holy dham and never leave them. 
like Sarvamo Bhattacharya, Gadadhar Pandit, they took Kshetra Sarvas of not leaving Jagannath. Okay, any other question? mentioned what? In America, it's mostly Indians that are taking up to Christian consciousness. Um, is there anything in place where you can reach out to other communities, like the places in America? Is there, any, is there anything in place, any system in place? Where anything means? Any system in place. For? For reaching out to uh, well, devotees are trying. They're trying. But maybe they're not trying good enough. <laughs> Actually, after Prabhupada's disappearance, our movement has gone through some difficulty, especially in America. And as I was saying, like, it is the Indian participation, the Indian expatriates are actually maintaining it. Because of their involvement, the movement is still thriving. And you see like that, as I was saying, that Prabhupada created a very special situation in the mid-sixties. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu created a special situation in mid-sixties for Prabhupada to go there and flood the nation, flood the world with and after Prabhupada's disappearance, that situation changed. What to speak of America? How many whites are joining in South Africa? There are plenty of whites here. Huh? If I ask you, why the whites are not joining? Actually, yes, we have to try our best and at the same time, maybe we have to also wait for the right situation. It will happen. Chagdananda was telling that we can introduce overseas devotees. Chagdananda was telling we can introduce overseas Okay. Okay, yeah. A few devotees have come from England and America and Holland to take part in the uh, in the retreat that we had recently. So can you all please stand up? Give the mics to them, mic to them. Those who have come from abroad. Okay. So maybe you all can identify yourselves.